Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Money Purpose series created at Blossom Media Studio. Today's guest is Nikki Dunn. Nikki Dunn is a certified financial planner, a professional and active stock market investor. Over the past 10 years, she's helped thousands of business professionals learn how to build wealth and create financial freedom. She's also the founder of She Talks Finance, a women-led finance community. Nikki created the Wealth Master Plan mentoring program to empower people to take control of their own financial future. Let's welcome Nikki Dunn to the show and get started. Well, welcome back for another episode of Money Purpose Series and thank you so much for tuning in and just staying with us and really showing up for learning something for yourself so that you can be more financially independent and make better financial financial choices for you and your family. And I'm so excited today we have Nikki Dunn with us. She's a certified um, financial planner. She also runs the company called She Talks Finance. And um, I'm super excited to have her with us today. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we were able to connect um, and just um, set up this interview. I'm really curious to learn more about what you have to offer, you know, the community of women just to learn more and become more literate about finances. And a little personally for me, I just recently got married. So, you know, being a person in relationship trying to figure out finances, I still really need to learn a lot. So I'm really looking forward for it. So for many congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I know that you are passionate about teaching people about financial literacy and help them to increase their understanding and educate them about finances and what they can do better. Uh, so what did lead you to this journey? So it's funny because my journey started when I was really young. Um, it started on the bus stop and basically <laughs> it's so weird, but I used to be on the bus stop and I would watch the, the rich kids get off at the bus stop with the neighborhood that had two and three car garages, mm -hmm. you know, these big houses. And I was like the complete opposite apartments, duplexes, like that was my bus stop kind of not in the best parts of town. Yeah. And that, that is what kind of sparked my interest in how do some people have more than others? Mm. What, what are their parents doing that my parents aren't? And so from a young age, I've, I was always, I always kind of had that drive and motivation to do well in life and to not have to go through money struggles like I had to witness with my parents. Mm. And so I, graduated high school early. I got straight to college, got straight to corporate America as fast as I could. I couldn't wait to get working. It was the weirdest thing. Um, young people should be living their lives and having fun. And I did, I had my fun, but all I wanted to do was make money. And so I, after a while in corporate America, I just came home crying all the time. I hated it. And I ended up actually quitting my job to move into do a 180 into entrepreneurship and investing wow. and yeah how old were so you? I, what's that how old were you i was oh gosh 20 it's been a while <laughs> i was in my early 20s oh wow good for you yeah 
Um, yeah, I'm losing track of time. It's like, <laughs> it's already September. I know. 2020 is almost over. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I ended up, my, my husband was a futures trader at the time. He was oh. doing that. And it always kind of intrigued me, but I was like, oh, that's intimidating. I'll never be able to, you know, understand something like that. And sure enough, I was like, you know what? I want to learn this stuff. I want to learn the markets. And that's what I did. Yeah. And um, then I ended up uh, teaching people about uh, how to basically how to navigate the markets, how to understand the markets. Um, it's such a mystery for a lot of people. So that's kind of the journey and the route that I went. And eventually I uh, got my certified financial planner designation. And here I am. <laughs> That's cool. So you've always been driven. You were always curious about money and your path was really, you know, just like towards that. And you're right in terms of investing, it's intimidating. But at the same time, what I see now with my generation of millennials and generation, you know, Z coming up after and after investment is not something that is so scary anymore. It's something that's super available for everyone and it clearly can be in your pocket right like they talk mm -hmm. about the uh, hype of millennials investing on robin hood and mm -hmm. now more are looking into like forex exchange bitcoin and all of those things but walking back from when you started and now there is a gap and what do you see that are basics that are missing of investing that you know the audience should be looking into and pay attention to? I mean, I think that I say this all the time, like education is key. I think a lot of people and you're right, investing is much more accessible nowadays than it was back then. Back then you had to have thousands of dollars. You could only buy one share, you know, and so now we have fractional shares. Yeah. So if you can't afford one full share of something. You can buy a hundred dollars worth of right. it. Um, so they've gotten rid of minimums and things like that, way more accessible. Um, I think that what's lacking though, is a lot of people are trying to still chase the quick, fast money mm. and they may not get the education that they need before they dive into it. Usually what happens is people get excited about investing. They jump in, they just start buying random stocks and maybe they're trying to trade, day trade, who knows. And the market ends up humbling you eventually, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe you have some beginner's luck, but eventually you're like, oh crap, I don't really know what I'm doing. And cause people just, they, it, it can be a rush uh, for, for people and, and they think they're doing something really well for themselves. I like to tell people, get the education first, yeah. really try to understand the markets, understand the different strategies, the different ways i mean you have everything from day trading to swing trading to investing long term to investing for different reasons um the strategies go as very far and deep mm -hmm. so you know i just think that that education is key and try to focus on finding people you trust to teach you about it or resources online. Um, it's something I'm very passionate about and I've created a whole curriculum around it basically. And I have my YouTube videos to try to help people be able to grasp the concepts mm. before just diving in, knowing nothing. We all know we need to invest, right? But you wanna make sure you're doing it the right way and for the right reasons and with the right strategy. Right. So there's a lot of educational portion about it, which we have not taught in school. Nope. <laughs> and 
this is the part where I really see this platform of being educational place to distribute knowledge and just um, perspective on what you can do with money as a tool to serve you rather than you serving money. Because the old school way, what I have been taught is just go to school, get the education, work hard, go to some C-level you know, executive and then work really harder and then retire at a certain age. And the only investment that really that I've known as it was saving account, which is super low interest. And uh, maybe for 1K, when I came to the United States, it was another like pension option that is in a way have a high return because you can invest that money to the market. In the countries that I've been lived before, which was Russia, it wasn't that accessible and the pension was more of like something social security. So I've been exposed to that, but I have to learn it all by myself online or through people that I've known that have done it and it wasn't done through educational system. So as an educator on that subject, right? And someone who really wants to help people with that, how do you see we should maybe help the generation now in the future with the process of education to learn about financial literacy and integrate it more. Like I, and the reason I'm asking that is because social media is overwhelming. YouTube channels, there's like so many of them, right? What can we do as a leaders or people that have walked a little bit more, a little different to help, you know, have the more focused education or really explain that for generation to come? Honestly, I think that we're going to have to fight for it like we have mm. to fight for everything else. We've had to fight, you know, women have had to fight for their right to vote. Yeah. You know, um, the LB, the uh, LBGQ community, they've had to fight to be able to get married. I mean, all of these different uh, social issues and, and different, uh, just everything we've had to, over the years, look back and be like, I can't believe things were that way back then. Yeah, and yeah. we weren't, you know, living life the way we are now. And now we've got, you know, more freedoms, more acceptance. And now we have to fight for financial education to be taught in schools. Yeah. That's yeah. really where we're going from here. You know, uh, we are, we are definitely in a move. We're at the beginning of a movement. I yeah. think I've seen so many nonprofits. Um, there's one nonprofit called Girls Who Walk, Girls Who Rock Wall Street. I talk about them all the time. They're doing really cool things. They're going into high schools. They are teaching young girls about finance and about mm. the stock market and investing and how to, you know, um, understand financial metrics when you're looking to buy a stock. I mean, That's so cool. It's so cool. And I'm seeing more and more of that. There are more organizations, um, nonprofits that I've seen really fighting for that. And I'm starting recently to see financial advisors, meaning like registered financial mm. advisors that manage money, who are the people that should be teaching financial education because they're the professionals in the field, right? right. But that's not how it works, you know, and but I'm starting to see more of those financial professionals mm. speak up. And there's uh, someone uh, named Tyrone on Twitter. He's actually he started uh, a it was either a GoFundMe or one of those websites where he's raising money to 
create a financial literacy course That's so and cool. basically, yeah. And he's a, he, he's an advisor. So I'm, this is the beginning of that movement. I feel like, you know, That's of so all great. the things we've seen in history, all the things we've changed in history over time, this kind of feels like one of those moments to me and people are speaking up. And I think that's the only way we're going to see any change. People haven't realized the grave issue here with Americans or people probably all over the globe not having access to financial education. They end up in debt, uh, drowning in credit card debt, drowning in student loan debt. The system is failing them. Right. Basically. And it's time for that to be brought to the surface. Yeah, and I absolutely love what you said. And I do feel like we are on the edge of time of really making a change. And I, my attempt of doing this, it's, you know, to be a part of that and really be a, you know, connector of the bridge between future generation and the generation of boomers before to, you know, bring all those basics that we have been taught because yeah they have done the best that they could and yes the going to school and trying to get a degree just for sake of a degree it's not gonna cut it anymore i do believe in education that if you want to become you know a lawyer or a doctor something more you know like specialized then you do need to go to school but if you're just going to school because you think that it's gonna make you money and focus it's on the money it's not that uh but at the same time i see the generation that is growing after me after millennials are growing so fast and things just become because of internet things are becoming more quicker and you know it feels like we are entitled to have everything and i wanted to use this platform as a gap like a bridge for those gaps it's like no you still need to do the basics which mean live below your means um you know, save, invest, but at the same time, leverage all the things that you have right now, which is internet and, um, you know, laptop and every, and access to anybody and access even to mentors like you to get yourself educated instead of relying on the, you know, advices from school and hoping that it will be just given to you. Cause you do really need to fight for a big cause, but for personally, even for your finances, you really need to be responsible and do something about it. Like it's not because parents are doing so well right now, you are was given everything and not take it for granted, right? Because if you really want to grow wealth and be better off than your parents, you need to do something about it. It doesn't mm-hmm. just grow on the tree. <laughs> no, exactly. You, you have to have some drive. You have to have some desire to want to make change in your financial life. I can talk to you about financial education and teach you everything till I'm blue in the face. But unless you want to make the change, then you're not, you're not going to make the change. You could know everything you want about it. Um, so yeah, of course. Um, but honestly, I think that there's been such a lack of understanding when it comes to yeah. finance and investing and building wealth for a lot of people. Because unless people sought it out, sought out the information, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they didn't learn it from their parents or maybe they were like me and you know watched their parents struggle. Maybe they did learn it from their parents and they just feel like, oh, well, you know, it'll all work itself out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you obviously have to want it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so let's talk about pandemic for a little bit. We all going through it right now, and the subject about money and just feeling secure around money is you know one topic that gives a lot of people anxiety. But another thing, it's now a lot of people jumping in and investing because they hear that well, you know, um, stock market is on sale, so you should be putting money in. And obviously, we already. Discuss that you need to be educated before you invest. But as an investor, what is one investing habit that you still kept and would never change, even after pandemic, and still doing during pandemic? Well, it's interesting because I viewed one thing that I changed this this or well, you're asking about something that I kept in my investing strategy, and then the second one will be what okay. you've changed. Okay. So something that I definitely kept in my investing strategy is I am always thinking about what price, what valuation I'm buying a company at. Mm. I'm a bargain shopper. I don't like to overpay for companies. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't change. Okay, Tesla's going to the moon. You know, all these companies are going to the moon. Well, I'm still looking at valuation and I'm saying I'm not comfortable with that. Mm. That doesn't fit my my risk profile yeah. or you know, uh, my strategy. So, but the companies that I did find value in, you know, I was able to pick them up during the panic and they have been great companies mm. to own. So sticking to my guns with my strategy was something that yeah. I definitely kept the same. Yeah. Trying not to, you know, chase what's hot right right and that's important not to have emotional you know attachment when it comes to investment or in any money expenses yeah i created a whole course on investor psychology and how to keep emotions out of it so <laughs> that's something i'm really passionate about too that's cool and so for the next one what is the like habit of investing that you had to change or strategy you know, that you have updated and upgraded or pivoted during, you know, this time? So I actually ended up, you know, usually I'm investing a certain amount of my money every year, but I ended up having to increase, I had to change that. I had to increase how much I was investing because mm. the opportunity was there. And I was like, okay, I need to pull some capital from this place and put it here mm -hmm. and invest it here because this opportunity I don't know how long this is going to be here and right, I want right. to take advantage of it. I'm one that I find market panics to be good. I find yeah. them to be healthy for the overall movement of the market. I'm prepared for them. I know what they bring. Um, and so I was ready and I had to kind of move some money around and change, change that up to be able to yeah. take advantage of it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought it up and, mention it that you took the opportunity because I look at pandemic now too is it is an opportunity of doing something different and be on the edge of time either that it comes to personal education about finances either it comes to your personal investments uh, where you can you know take on or it comes to really figuring out you know the times and your values behind money. Because I think pandemic has highlighted and exposed all the things that was easy for us not to pay attention to before because we were so busy doing yeah, whatever we were doing before, right? And now you like really have time to think about it. And I 
I think that this is a beginning of you know what anything that you, uh, audience is uh, you know picking to do right now. Either it's that saving more, either that investing more, whatever it is. This is the chance for you to make that move, educational move, not because I say it so or somebody somebody else say so, and there's hype around it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but more on the side, I want to kind of. Turn into more on um, practical side. What would be you know one thing for new generation that is coming out and graduating college right now or graduating high school right now, trying to figure out and navigate their life? What would you advise them, or maybe I would say give them some creative ideas of how they can start making money, so can they can have some. You know, emergency fund, and then potentially to invest because it doesn't have to be, from my own perspective, it doesn't have to be something that you do for the rest of your life. You can do some job, save certain amount of money that you want to for investing. So, what would be some creative way for, you know, I would say this generation to make money by using the knowledge that you have had and Using the technology that now is providing us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can basically get any information you want at at your fingertips now. I wish, I wish that when I was, you know, starting into the corporate world, I knew what I knew now. I would change so many things, you know. Um, but I think that that people that are young, coming out of college, figuring things out. I think that the most important thing is understand that you aren't going to have it all figured out right away, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to try different jobs to figure out what you want to do. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. We think when we get out of school, we're going to do what we are going to do forever, and then things change. So. Yeah experiment try different careers try different things that's what millennials and younger generations do that our parents didn't and then you'll find something that's really your niche that you really love i i think to get creative on the investing side obviously emergency funds are so important have that first don't invest until you have an emergency fund so that you don't have to use your credit cards and also when you are looking at other jobs look at their look at their um their hr department to find out what offerings they have what are their benefits mm. because if you're young and you you know you're going to be doing something for maybe a little bit not forever and you can take advantage of a 401k company match for five years or whatever yeah. it is make sure you figure out how long you have to stay to keep the money but um, that's a really great way to like supercharge your wealth mm -hmm. and start early. The earlier you start, the better. So look at the benefits that are being offered. Try to strategize. Um, if you have the ability to really get money into retirement early, I call that front-loading retirement, front-loading your investment accounts, because the longer they work, the less you know, the less you have to work. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, I would say. Don't be afraid to try new things and pay attention to, to the benefits that you can get at whatever job you're going into. Another thing is if you end up thinking you don't want a boss, you know, there are options there too that can help you strategize being self-employed and still, you know, investing via some type of retirement plan mm -hmm. while 
saving on taxes too. So it, there are things that you can do to, you know, game the system and make it work in your favor. Right, right. And um, it's really about, again, back to what you were saying early, the drive and the one. Like if you really want it and if it's the goal and if it's a priority for you, there's ways to figure it out. And it doesn't have to be some tough ways because we have mentors and courses like Nikki already created that you can just learn, right? And I always say this in my interviews too, is that I talk to a lot of coaches, wealth managers and financial planner. Um, I do see that people afraid to spend some money towards coaches or mentors, but for some reason, spending money on um, student loan, it's okay. Cause you, you I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that nuts? I literally, yeah, I literally for 37 bucks, you can get a full on get in my brain and get all the knowledge you want, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to pay usable, it for 10 years. But <laughs> instead people are like, no, I don't want to pay that. I want to put myself in debt. And I understand school is important. Education is important. Um, but it is funny how the mind works that way. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot from, it came from a conditioning that we have had and the system that have been built around us. And really what I'm seeing now is for us to really be ahead of our times is to leverage what we have because there are some smart, you know, people that want to go to college and do research, right? And we do need to be, have people who do research and find something you know, life-changing, like vaccines. Like we need people who are doing those things and really interested in that, right? So that requires school. We do need doctors. We do need some professions that do need to take that. But I would say for you to really be ahead of time, do those things and spend some time on personal education as well. Because nobody is saying that it's everything is so accessible right now that wealth building should not be a thing for only 1% of Americans. It should be things that you know America is thriving on and talk about and everybody it is a shared knowledge it just nobody not many people paying attention to so I really hope that that's you know it's going to be changing and encourage people to be more seeking and searching for those things I think it's also been very a very stuffy uh, niche it's been very you know suit and tie like yeah. when you think finance you think a guy you know in his tie and and talking really you know professional and it's like that's what I'm trying to change mm. I'm trying to say hey look I'm a professional but I'm cool like we can have a beer or a glass of wine and talk about money you know like that's the feel that we need to get in the finance space it needs to be funny it needs to be light it needs to be entertaining and you know digestible yes yes absolutely and, yeah so hopefully more of that will happen and, and it'll be less intimidating of a space yeah well we do need people like you who can take a complex problem and break it down to small you know understandable pieces because it can get overwhelming but it doesn't have to it really mm -hmm. depends on what path and what way you're going about education so one another thing too that I would like to ask all of people that come on is what are you doing with your company or your strategies or as advice you can give to audience so that they can, you know, 
be above water after all of this happening, like a mm-hmm. little bit better off than it seems like when pandemic started. Well, don't beat yourself up. I mean, a lot of people are going through it. Like if anybody's feeling down about their financial situation or about just anything, there's a lot going on right now. And you're not alone. Like a lot of people are having to tap into retirements and use their savings. And the thing is, is we will recover from this. And I think that one thing that's been proven is as people and technology, we're showing resilience, you know, new ideas will bring new opportunities, new job opportunities, new, um, just across the board, right? Uh, I think we will continue to evolve and whoever is struggling right now, um, it's just time to really be cautious about what you're spending, what you're saving, be mindful of your money, as mindful as you can. And I think that though it is possible to come out of this on the other side more educated yeah people know not to make the same mistakes again like one thing that i've been telling people is three to six months of an emergency fund may not be enough you Mm. know we may have to be increasing that um that's just the new environment now after seeing what could happen Mm. and it just took took a lot of people by surprise. No one expected the right. world to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that you shared that. And now that um, hearing you speaking, I just thought that we really need to be educated and be, well, I would say not always thinking about pandemic, but really thinking about a little bit further than you know our paycheck to paycheck and that's something that has been highlighted to us way more through this pandemic and you know thankful for people thankful for mentors and teachers like you we can you know just get that thing figured out and in control <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think a lot of people now have their light bulbs are on and you know they're thinking about it more yeah absolutely how to prevent it in the future absolutely so what is next for you what is next for she talks finance and um, how audience can connect with you and um, learn more about your courses and sign up for those yeah so today actually i just did a soft launch of my new community it's called the finance family it's a you know low-cost subscription where you can get q a classes with me Uh, We have a members-only Facebook group, a full-on seven-module financial education training material with downloadable guide and um, uh, just packed full of stuff. But I've wanted to make it in a way that people could afford it. Mm. Um, I think that's part of the problem is the financial professionals that have the knowledge, that have the experience, they are the ones that need to be, you know, teaching yeah and so that was kind of my goal with this to do that so the finance family community is the name of it and you can reach me I actually do free content on YouTube so that's gonna start up again she talks finance is my YouTube channel and I already have some videos out there uh, on that but I'll be putting out more educational content there and then I also have my Instagram 
and my Twitter and my Facebook is all at She Talks Finance if anybody wants to get in touch. Yeah, no, absolutely amazing. And um, I love the content that you have been putting out. I've been kind of binging slowly on that and just get myself educated more <laughs> on that subject. And yeah, go ahead and just um, connect, connect with Nikki. Um, she responds to messages and, you know, join her finance family and get those courses for $37. Come on, like if you really yeah, can it's... get your finances and spending only $37, it's like three, maybe four days worth of coffee. So <laughs> I know. And the financial planners are expensive. They're yeah. like, Two fifty to four hundred dollars an hour yeah. to work with one one on one. So you know it's not cheap to get professional help. That's part yeah. of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely amazing and uh, a lot of wisdom and knowledge. Um, I really hope that people will you know take notes and learn more and connect with you. And thank you again for just being here today and sharing your knowledge in your presence and i love your studio oh no problem <laughs> thank you yeah thank you